Behold, I make all things new. What beautiful, consoling, encouraging, hopeful words from the lips of the risen Christ. This is what Jesus wants to do in your heart, in my heart, in the heart of every single human being. And because of his death and resurrection, he is capable of doing it if we would allow him and open our hearts to this power that he alone can give us. He wants to create a new heavens and a new earth. He wants to build a new Jerusalem, and each one of us is a stone in that holy city. What does it mean to be part of this newness, this new earth and heaven? Jesus gives us the key in the gospel. What lies at the heart of all renewal that we need in our lives, in our parish, in our diocese, in the world. What lies at the heart of that is Jesus' command, love one another as I have loved you. And as scripture scholars rightly point out, the most important word in that sentence is as. To love one another is still too vague. We can interpret that however we want. But Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. I become part of the renewal desired by Jesus as I open my life to God and allow him to forge by his grace that unconditional, self-giving, self-emptying, sacrificial love unto death. As I allow the Lord to help that grow in my heart. And St. Paul is right. If we are going to enter the kingdom of heaven, and even if we are going to help build the new kingdom of heaven on earth, we have to undergo many hardships. The hardships of the conversion of my own heart and the hardships of living out that love in a world that is fallen and broken by sin. So love is the key. And we find out that this desire and yearning for happiness that every one of us desires has therefore everything to do with love. We are called to be great lovers of God and great lovers of one another in Christ. And if this is our vocation, if this is what renews the earth and leads us to heaven, we have to take 
another reality very seriously. And that reality is sin. If we are going to take love seriously, we have to take sin seriously. Anything that diminishes, harms, or weakens this love of Jesus Christ in our hearts. This is going to be our next theme in these topics of the year of mercy. And as I said to you, and I'll keep my promise, we will look at all these topics in the lens or through the lens of love within the context of a relationship with God and with one another, which is the only way to understand these things clearly. If we are going to deal with sin, which is contrary to love, the first step is always a step of humility, of acknowledging humbly that I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. What is it that has attracted people so much to our new Pope? Why are so many people attracted to this man and even many people who are not even Christian? I think one of the big attractions is that Pope Francis is totally unafraid to admit and even to proclaim to the whole world what every single human being knows in the deepest honesty of their hearts that we are sinners. We are sinners. And when asked after he became Pope who he is, he answered the question by saying, I am a sinner. And I love how he put it in this one occasion. He said, the best summary of who I am, the one that comes more from the inside and feels the most true is this. I am a sinner whom the Lord has looked upon with mercy. That's who Pope Francis is. And as we heard this, we felt this deep connection with him. He's one of us. He's with us. He understands what it's like to be a sinner among sinners. And he said in an interview later on that the turning point in his life was a confession that he made when he was a young adult. In that confession, he realized two things at the same time. He realized the need of his own heart to be converted. At the same time, he was aware of the profound mercy of God that would make it possible. This is why Pope Francis is able 
to be such a man of love, why he is able to help create this new heaven and this new earth, this civilization of love that St. John Paul II dreamed about. It's why he's able to be so compassionate with people because he has allowed God to deal with the sin in his own heart. St. Peter, the first pope, it's the first thing he became aware of in his encounter with Jesus. He said to Jesus, Lord, depart from me because I am a sinful man. And Jesus said, Simon, don't be afraid. I know what you have done. Don't be afraid of what you see in your heart because with my mercy, we are going to make something new. You are going to become what you could have never imagined or dreamed of. I'm going to make you a fisherman of all people. Don't be afraid of your brokenness and your sinfulness. We're going to work on that together. Wouldn't it be wonderful together this morning if we could together confess this truth to put words to this reality. I am a sinner. Let's say that together. I am a sinner. Doesn't that feel good? And the, the more sooner that we fully admit this to ourselves and to one another, our spouses and our family, the more powerfully can God work in our life and help us to overcome this sin and to build, allow God to build up his love which can help renew us in the world. But that sentence is too short. We've got to add the second part. And that is, I am a sinner infinitely loved by God. Let's say that together. I am a sinner infinitely loved by God. We never must separate those two things. The gospel of Jesus will never allow me to navel-gaze, never to look at myself with a purely psychological gaze, always to look at my sin, my fallenness, my brokenness, through the merciful face of God as revealed in Jesus Christ. I am loved as a sinner. I have a place to bring my sin where I will be forgiven. I can be saved. I can become something new. There is hope for my future, but I must be willing to humble myself and acknowledge in honesty 
I am a sinner. And to bring my sin to Jesus Christ and leave it behind. So when we come to Jesus in the Eucharist today, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could say to him something like this, Jesus, I thank you for your death and resurrection, and because of that, I refuse to let sin define me. I refuse to let sin enslave me and keep its hold on my life. Lord, please give me the grace of humility and courage to always be honest and unafraid about my sins. And like Pope Francis, like St. Peter and all the saints, help me to confess them with confidence in your mercy that I might leave them behind and make a new beginning. Amen.